When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thank you very much indeed for your company this morning. Oh, so much COVID to talk about. It's all about the booster jabs going to the front pages today. It's booster, 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 booster. What's interesting is this call for a volunteer army because um, there was definitely an embargoed press release about that early last week before the the health secretary was pulled from all the interviews uh, because, of course, all the revelations about Downing Street and their parties and Boris Johnson's aides and the video, of course, uh, of uh, uh, Allegra Stratton and others laughing about the Christmas party they'd had uh, just a few days earlier. This video, of course, from last year. Um, so there was supposed to be, uh, that a week ago, a sort of a call for a volunteer army to deliver this booster rollout. It's basically been delayed a week because the Prime Minister was embarrassed by his staff and the Christmas parties that happened on his watch last year. Will that cost lives? We don't know. We saw the first Omicron death being announced yesterday. Note, it was death with Omicron, not of Omicron necessarily. Those stats aren't compiled in that way. We don't know how old that person was. We don't know where they caught Omicron. Were they vaccinated? Were they, you know, in their 90s and already very sadly at death's door? Did they catch it in hospital? We don't know. Those statistics aren't available to us. And yet in South Africa, where it's been going for four weeks, they're not aware of any deaths from Omicron. And EU cases so far, no deaths and no severe illness. But there we are. We're told we may have 200,000 cases a day right now. Well, talking about all of that with me all this morning is Matthew Lesh. He's head of research at the Adam Smith Institute, the free market think tank. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I think a lot of people, I don't think I'm going to be alone in this. I've felt this for a couple of weeks now, that the sort of Damocles hanging over our heads, a big, I'm going to mix lots of metaphors now, big black cloud of doom and gloom, a really heavy weight of just sort of, any moment now, we are going to have restrictions on our lives. Now, all the people I know, maybe it's just people of my age and younger, are very much of the view that what they are concerned about, what they're worried about, what they're scared of is more restrictions on our lives, on the economy and our freedoms, children maybe not being allowed to go to school, the masks being extended everywhere and all of that stuff. Not actually getting Omicron. I don't know anybody under 70 who's remotely worried about getting Omicron. I'm not saying people should take a risk. I'm simply saying... It doesn't. My only concern would be if I couldn't get on my flight or if I couldn't spend Christmas Day with my family if I was here in the UK. Where are you in terms of what we, you know, what what fears people have right now about where we are in this country? Mm, I seem to remember a, a certain man who might now be our prime minister rejecting the doomsters and the gloomsters not too long ago, but he, he seems to. I remember him become one. What happened to him, Julia? What happened to him? No, I, no seriously, what did happen to him? 
it's it's really it's fascinating transformation. He can be whatever he wants to be at any any yeah. given moment. Our prime minister. I, I think I find more frustrating. A lot of people say they find it sort of well. At least we've got a prime minister who doesn't want to go to these restrictions. Keir Starmer would. I mean, he just he's excited about Run restrictions. Into it, yeah. he, he, well, Boris Johnson gets dragged kicking and screaming. But for me, it's the fact that he doesn't even believe they're necessary. We know that from his own actions and his staff. That I find even more painful. Yeah, the, the hypocrisy and the even the, the cover ups again and again. Even. Well, the dishonesty. Yeah. He knows. He knows the measures he's bringing in. There's going to be a vigilant. He knows they will make no difference whatsoever. But he's going to do it anyway. Yeah, especially the measures he is bringing in feels like pure signalling. It's to say, I'm doing something, you know, I'm, I'm taking tough we action. We must do something, this is something, so we'll do it. But without actually considering the fact that what he's proposing won't achieve very much, particularly with respect to Plan B. It's it's not like we think vaccine passports for large venues are going to do anything. They didn't do much in Scotland. Uh, face masks, extending their use ever so slightly, isn't really going to change behaviour well, very much. Extending them completely wouldn't make any difference. Well, no, they wouldn't. I mean mandates don't tend to work i think at some level if you choose to wear a mask you're going to get a, a tiny bit of extra protection but the mandates don't seem to really do very much and at the same time you've got the fact that this is going to be a huge embarrassing day for the prime minister when he's going to effectively lose his majority and be dependent on labor votes you've got one third of backbenchers rebelling against these measures so it's, it's quite extraordinary times and i think you're right that there are it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint or you know find a statistic for but the, the amount of people who are just absolutely frightened about being stuck back in a lockdown particularly yeah. in in january and february just the impact that on people's mental health just the, the kind oh. of uh, massive burden that that places on, on on your life and and the fact that maybe this is coming again the kind of anxiety that comes from it oh absolutely i mean genuinely that's how i feel i'm i'm as robust a person as you can have uh, i mean i really am i mean i you know i take on all comers i'm you know i can fight this i would still have my job who knows you never know you never know as a freelance journalist but you know hopefully still have my job still still be able to go into work um hopefully my daughter's still going to school so you know oh would it affect my life massively well psychologically perhaps more than physically actually um because the the ability to choose to do what you want to do Mm. within reason um, is a fundamental part of being a free citizen. We we haven't lived under you know um, under under you know the Soviet Union. We haven't lived under Chinese totalitarian rule. We haven't lived under you know the Taliban. We 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 are used to being able to make free choices about who we see, when we see, and where we see people, and in what numbers things. And I have been quite horrified by how many people who were willing last year uh, to to continue restrictions long past where there was any emergency, that, that, you know, as in, you know, we'd already flattened the curve. It would have been flattened, frankly, before we'd even uh, had the first lockdown. Uh, but certainly November's lockdown and then January. And I said, when we did it in January, if we do this now, we'll do it forever. I was saying, no, 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 it's just for the jabs rollout. It's just for a few weeks. And I said, it won't be for a few weeks. It'll be for months on end and we'll carry on doing it. And what a surprise. And then we have these new measures it's only a few little measures doesn't make any difference they've already got plans in Whitehall to limit numbers in pubs and restaurants even close them down Uh, the Treasury has had to concede that yes if they did have to do that they would offer furlough money and other help as well we are back in the same cycle if we lock down this winter we lock down every winter the NHS will always be under pressure there will always be a new variant of concern and we're always going to have Covid this is what our lives are like now now I'm 53 I've had a good life I'd like to have maybe another 40 years plus. Um, but you know, will nightclubs being closed down every winter make big difference to me? Probably not. But I want my daughter, and I want you know, you're in a younger age group, I want you to live the full life I've been able to lead, being able to travel and 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 go where you want and do what you want. 
that's over now. That's over. Unless people say enough is enough. Yeah, it's a question of basic human dignity, the, the freedom to make choices about how we live our own life. And, Even the wrong choices. And, and, and someone like me, you know, a slightly crazy think tanker has been talking about freedom in the abstract for so long. Um, in a way that it's kind of impossible to comprehend unless it's taken away. And I think yeah. that's what we've seen, even if at times for, for, for justifiable reasons for far too long. And it's not clear. I mean, the key point here is it's not clear that it is justified. No, I was initially a little bit worried about Omicron. But what we've seen over time is that if you're triple jabbed in particular, it's going to be perfectly fine. It, it, and there's, there's even strong evidence that it's, it could be potentially a lot less lethal, particularly probably because we've already got so much immunity. The yeah. UK... Not, we got, yeah, was it 95% 95% of people in the UK already have antibodies. Yeah. Um, so there's antibodies... Because, I mean, what, we, what we've learned is, you know, Delta was able to evade the chance, you know, the chances of you actually being able to get infected and then fall past mm. it on, um, but, but your chances of getting severe disease uh, and dying. I mean, the stats are really clear. You just look at the graphs, you can see when, when you know, the, the effect of that. And you can see the effect of the boosters as well for the older population, who were the ones by far the most at risk. If you're under 60, your chances of dying of COVID are infinitesimally small. They really are, unless you've got major underlying health risks. And no, I don't mean, you know, you, you, you once had asthma. I mean, we are talking about people who have, you know, have, who've got cancer and, and really serious underlying health concerns. Um, so the, the boosters now, with people queuing up five hours a day in the day, I mean, who's the hell's got to spare five hours for queuing up for a booster jab? These people look young and healthy. Statistically, even if they hadn't had a vaccine at all for anything, they would still be okay statistically. I mean, I'm glad they've had the double vaccine. Um, They want to have the booster vaccine. That's great. That seems clear evidence in terms of your chances of catching COVID. But the reality is people are still going to... you You could jab people 20 times... Some people are still going to get COVID and some people are still going to die of it. We're going to have to get to grips with this. Yeah, and I think it's about taking kind of the minimum uh, necessary reasonable steps to to ensure that as few people suffer as possible. So I know, look, personally, I think it's actually quite a good thing that people are going out and getting boosters. They're taking responsibility for themselves. It's not something It didn't that, have to be mandated. It, it doesn't have to be mandated. People want the boosters. You've got huge, hundreds of thousands of people trying to use the website and apparently crashing yesterday for a period. Uh, for, for my age group, boosters are opening up tomorrow. I'm looking forward to getting a booster. Um, I, I, you know, at the very least, I prefer not to get um, COVID. You know, it's, it's a bit miserable to have a cold. If I can avoid that, through a jab I'll, I'll yeah. take it I get the flu jab every year it, it seems like that's completely you know what is proportionate and, and reasonable to ask what I don't really like is all the pressure that comes around this with respect to restrictions I, yeah. I just don't think they, they should be mixed well, together well Sajid Javid the health secretary in his statement to parliament yesterday he said that basically sometime in the new year you, you won't count as fully jabbed unless you've had the booster um, we're also talking about vaccine passports being available for 12 to 15 year olds um, so basically yeah unless you can uh, show your child has been double jabbed um, you're not going to be able to take them away on a foreign holiday. So we've got quite a big dilemma in our family because foreign holidays are one of our things. Our daughter's not been jabbed. She's had COVID twice. She wouldn't even be eligible for the jab right now because she's had it so recently. <laughs> and then suddenly we're going to have a, a requirement for her to have boosters. I mean, my daughter wasn't required to have an MMR. I mean, which which genuinely does save children's lives. Um, and absolutely 100% she was MMR'd at the first opportunity. She's had all of her childhood jabs because I'm sane and rational. She's not been jabbed against a disease she's already had twice. No, uh, she doesn't need to be jabbed against it. And um, I've, I've got, I've, I and I think a lot of other parents got this. Given that um, in England, um, only about 45% of 12 to 15 year olds have been jabbed, given that it's been open since mid-September. That tells you an awful lot of people are very concerned about jabbing their children because the JCVI advice was that actually it wasn't, the you know, risk benefit analysis didn't, didn't bear out. 
yeah, I think it was it was a bit of kind of an even odds in the end with respect to, to jabbing children. I think it would be also reasonable if you could get a certificate saying I've had COVID and, and if you've been Which you can in, you tested. can in Eastern Europe. I've been trying to get one of those for my yeah. daughter because, you know, for, for travel as well. I mean, that's on the green pass for the in, in the EU, that is allowed, but not here, even though, of course, people have... Uh, of, of you know have had it here as well um computer models playing their big role as always um the uk health security agency put out a headline yesterday that we were there were 200,000 omicron cases a day now there's no doubt at all this is spreading fast it's very transmissible this disease um 200,000 cases a day then that was later corrected off people go do you mean there've been 200,000 in total and they said ah oh, um no it's 200,000 omicron infections a day Cases and infections not being the same thing. So cases proven, they think infections, are most of those not therefore detected. And then they corrected it to say, no, it was 200,000 Omicron cases, sorry, Omicron infections in total in the UK. Then they corrected it to then there were, there'd been 200,000 infections a day, but 20% of them were Omicron, not all of them. And then they said, actually, it's our model that suggests there could be 200,000 COVID infections today. That was it. I mean... What a complete joke! I'm I'm honestly confused. I, I don't I don't understand how many. I'm reading it out and I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that didn't really. That make was any sense. that. There were literally four different stages of the claims yeah. of this two hundred thousand figure. Yeah, I mean, I, and basically, it, it's a we think according to our models because those models have been so accurate so far. Look, there might be a lot of cases. What's what matters, though, is not the cases. It's the severity, it's the hospitalizations, and it's the deaths. Yeah. Um, and we were I, told by Chavid, weren't we? It was going to be all about the hospitalizations. And bizarrely, we've had, we're getting restrictions purely based upon cases. I mean, that's fundamentally why I was, I'm so frustrated. If, if there were, you know, the NHS was generally being overwhelmed and they wanted to bring in some, some restrictions, I think they'd have a much stronger case than they have. I still don't think that would be a justifiable case. They should have prepared the oh, NHS correct. for this. I, I agree with that. I, I don't think it, we should be in that position at all. And, and the boosters, I think, are going to basically prevent that. Like, I'm actually not that worried about Omicron purely because we know the boosters are so effective. We've got a massive booster rollout. The government's, I, I think, quite rightly brought forward the goals, even if it's not exactly achieved. I think that's going to reduce pressure on the NHS just because it'll mm. reduce transmission to some extent and, and that'll reduce the, the proportion of people end up in hospital, proportion of people who die. I think that that's all actually, in fact, quite uh, reasonable steps mm. to take with respect to the boosters. But then you've got all this concern about cases. And, and what I'm really worried about is that in a few weeks' time, there are going to be a lot of cases. And then people are going to turn around freaking out yep. because there's a lot of cases. But most of these cases are going to be mild. And what we saw from South Africa was that even proportionally compared to the, the Delta outbreak, um, there's much shorter hospital stays, much fewer people ending up in hospital, fewer people yes, even then ending up in the ICU or on a ventilator. So we know that the proportion is going to be much lower um, overall, but they're going to freak out because of the case numbers and the, pr- the yep. political pressure is going to be overwhelming for and, restrictions. Yeah. And we've got to push back against that. Here we go again, everyone. Well, we're going to be having some, seeing some of that pushback with those uh, big Tory rebellions in the House of Commons tonight over vaccine passports. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.